So just in case there are any little ears listening to this, which there really shouldn't be, um, you might want to pop your headphones in for this episode because we get bold. Christmassy and bold. I don't know where it's going. Yeah. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good shite. <laughs> You're listening to Bandwagons. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. As we're known in France. <laughs> As we're known to our, French, to our French listeners. Yeah. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Uh, yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to Van <laughs> We are. Uh, Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Twi- two nights before Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot we were in the. Three nights? I don't know. Are we in the. We're in the, we're past, in the past. But currently, we're in the future. As we record, we're in the future. No, listening to this will be in the present. Yeah, yeah. You'll be in the present in that yeah, moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of present, we asked you. To, <laughs> oh yeah, we asked um, all of you to send in your Christmas disaster stories, whether that be related to your family gathering around the tree or a terrible present that yeah. you were given or gifted yourself, you cheeky pup. So yeah, my thinking behind this was that, like, I know when I go home to see my family for long periods of time, we end up killing each other, and I think it's the worst in the world. Then probably a lot of people are the same, but these stories will make you feel not so bad about your own. Family. Exactly, yeah, like your own Christmas. That is that is the aim of this episode for sure. You yeah. will you will feel you at might least be having a shy time, better. but it's not as bad as these. Yeah. Um. Do you want to kick off? I can kick off. Um. We are keeping them all anonymous, which I'm just saying out loud for my own benefit because for the me. names are right in front of me, and for you. Okay. Hey gals, not a disaster of a family gathering, but a few Christmases ago, my dad got a mystery letter which started with, Dear Mr. Lynch, myself and my seven aunties were in the room with him and he was so perplexed he decided to read the letter out loud. It started out like any other, or any normal Christmas card. My dad's voice got got quieter and quieter as he read the final sentence, which went something along the lines of, I'm sorry I can't ask you in person, but I would like your blessing to ask your daughter to marry me. Dad dropped the letter and nearly passed out. It was from my sister in Canada's boyfriend. We decided on post would take too. Uh, we decided on post would take too long, so Dad drafted his response in a Facebook message. He kept the letter and read it out at their wedding, and it was then that my sister's now husband realised we all found out he was going to propose from the letter, and had to keep the secret for about a year. And then she attached a screenshot where the brother-in-law has texted this gal being like, oh, do you want to know a secret? I'm going to ask your sister to marry me. And she's like, yeah, we all know. We all find out. Like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, Sean, we all know, except for mom. She's the only one who doesn't know. And basically because her dad read it out. Oh, that's nice. Um, also, Does it matter that we just gave a second name and a separate yeah. first name? No, because that's the first name of the fiance. I know they're not connected. And the but... second name of the dad. Yeah. I don't think so. They're no, fake names anyway. I made them up. Yeah. <laughs> Also, thanks a million for shouting out my mom's business on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't want to be anonymous. It's fine. Okay, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't Uh, matter. On the pod, she was over the moon when the order started flying in and then a heart. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, we're we're good for you. They're all married and happy. Stranger in the dark. That's a nice story. Why would you ever hear something like that? That is so, like, that's such a dad thing to do, though. Not in a halfway, though. I really thought it was going to be like a Luke, I am your father kind of thing or I am your long lost daughter or something. Yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah, like, so I was glad there was a happy ending. Um, this is from uh, an anonymous person. <laughs> um, okay, this wouldn't fit in the other box because this was a, a question box on Instagram. Sorry, did you put it on the bandwagon's Insta or your own? 
My, some of these are for, these are for my own okay. as well. I was wondering why I couldn't find them. Okay. A few years ago, when I was at the end of secondary school, I bought a multi-pack of Lynx Africa for myself on some deal in early November. My mum and dad had this drawer in their room. We used to always leave extra toiletries in that. Okay, money bags. So I threw two of the three Lynx cans in there. Fast forward to Christmas Eve, giving out our Chris Kindle presents. And my sister, in brackets, only a year younger than me, gives me a wrapped up box. I opened it. I open it. It's full of toilet and tissue paper. And inside is two cans of Lynx Africa she took from mum's drawer last minute and is trying to pass off as her own present to me. The following year, she gave my younger sister two bin bags full of her old clothes so I can't even say she learned her lesson hoping she's done better this year oh my god I, <laughs> I could, forgot I, about the old clothes thing that's so funny I really hope that sister is like only eight years old or something and thought that that was nice no I don't Aww. I don't think so but I'm stuck in my watch okay hey reading Fanula uh, massive fan of the pod please keep this anonymous lol last year my uncle got married I'm from a big extended family so, oh yeah this one really reminds me of my family um, I'm from a big extended family, so there's been loads of weddings over the years and they're always great crack. However, things are... Uh, th- I can't read. However, there's a huge range in the ages of my cousins, from babies to people in their 30s. So my uncle's wedding last year uh, was the first time some of my younger cousins could drink at a family event. And myself and my older cousins went a bit mad buying drinks for them all. Because it was hilarious, obviously. That is, until a few hours in and it became clear my brother was the weakest link. Very unsteady and talking absolute shite. I did think it was a bit weird they had gotten me specifically to go mind him for a bit. Like they had to come look for me. It was kind of a boutique hotel with lots of small sitting rooms and things. We're a close family so I thought whoever he was wearing the ear off could have just could have done it just as well. But I didn't mind really. Thought it would be gas. As I joined the group he's talking to, pint of water for my dear brother in hand, I realised why they had specifically gotten me. In his drunken state, my brother was telling an array of relatives and some about some illicit substances that I occasionally partake in. <gasps> Mortified, I tried to laugh it off and get him to shut up by offering the water, to which he replied, you think I'm drunk? So you're probably high. <laughs> and then nearly fell over laughing. I nearly died, but then another cousin said something along the lines of, poor thing, he's been talking absolute nonsense for about an hour. He's going to have some headache tomorrow. I don't know if they genuinely didn't believe him or they were just trying to make me feel better, but either way, it's never been brought up since and the absolute heat my brother was in the next day made it a bit easier to forgive him. I've never seen the phrase puking his ring better embodied. Hope you get a kick out of this, even er, if you do use it. Cheers. Like, in terms of drunks being classified, like being a rat is the is up there, <laughs> like, is up it's, there. and it's not rat considered it's not considered a lot but if you're a mouth when you're drunk not not <laughs> sorry but that is very like like you're like that'd be like something you'd say amongst you like very funny <laughs> um, this i i forgot about this and i read it again and it made me laugh and i wish i could not i wish i didn't have to anonymize this person because the way i tell you after it is it's very funny so they replied Ruined Christmas dinner when I was 14. I was using too much bleach in my hair, so it started falling out. On the 6pm news, some bald fellow was presenting it. In brackets, my dream at 14 was to read the 6-1. My dad said in front of everyone, there you are in 10 years time. The baldy, <laughs> the baldy newsman. He's bald too, but I went nuts. Fucked the tea on the floor. All of their tea. Ha ha. Cold everywhere. <laughs> their tea is in dinner. I'm not sure if he means literal tea or... I would say if there's coleslaw everywhere. Yeah, because I was like, who's, who's drinking tea with a side of coleslaw? I don't know. But I just, I, I just keep laughing at this image of this peroxide teenager. Just, is it a boy or a girl? I don't know if it's a boy. That is funny. Um, I'm getting that wound up. 
Made me laugh quite a lot now, I have to say. Um, okay. Um, hey, gals. So I was on my J1 in Chicago, as you do. I have a good few family members in the US and one of them was getting married in Cincinnati at the end of the summer. My grandparents were flying over from Ireland and the family from all over the US and Canada were congregating in Cincinnati for the wedding. I asked if I could bring two friends from my J1 with me. My cousin, the groom, said absolutely. So the three of us, me, a guy and a girl, stayed at my grandparents in rental in a rental accommodation near the venue. Most of the guests at the wedding were staying in a hotel 20 minutes away from the venue. This is a really long email. On the day of the wedding, we got suited and booted, went to the church and took a hired bus to the venue where the afters were. US weddings are different to Ireland where there is a cocktail hour where there are different stalls of food. This doesn't seem right. Right. There was an Italian food stall, an Asian street food stall. There were trays of appetizers. There was so much food and we hadn't even eaten the meal yet. As broke students and someone who had lived off four loco big gulps and Dunkin' Donuts, all this tasty food was very exciting. Then came a three course meal, including a buffet, which had a Sunday roast station, a Mexican food station, salads, pastas, the works. I genuinely don't think I've ever felt so full. It was great. There was also an open bar. I was like, sorry, I was like, if this is the end of the story, no, I'm no, going to no. snap. No, it you went to Nate and had a good time. That's me most days, like. Uh, there was also an open bar. Feeling invincible from all the soakage we had in our stomachs, we began befriending the bar staff and started challenging them to design their own cocktails. So, for example, we would ask Breed to give us the Breed and Fanula to make us the Fanula. And would choose our winner each round. As we got drunker and drunker and the bar staff got drunker and drunker, they were drinking with us and one of them had to go home mid-shift because he was so drunk. Uh, the drinks got stronger and stronger. Next thing I knew, I woke up in a car park outside the hotel. <laughs> Remember, this is a 20-minute drive away from the venue. It turns out we got hammered, got the bus with the rest of the guests rather than going to where we were staying down the road. My friends and I were passed out on the bus in front of my whole family and one of my friends woke up to projectile vomit all over the aisle of the bus just as she did this the bride walked past and vomit hit her square in the chest and the vomit went right down the front of her wedding dress to make matters worse oh god to make matters worse the bride hadn't gotten her wedding photos taken yet and we're supposed to be wearing the dress the following week we woke up to a very frosty reception the next day and then uh, intensely hung over. We profusely apologised and gave the bride money for dry cleaning and got off and got the bus out of Cincinnati a few months later, my cousin sent me a thank you card for attending the wedding, saying they now have the best story about their wedding ever. Enclosed in the cards were a few wedding photos in which there were various items, bouquets of flowers, etc., strategically covering the front of her dress. Hopefully the story makes uh, the cut as you guys always have great stories. Have a great Christmas. And that's from a close friend of the pod who I'm not going to name. Just, oh. But we all know. I don't think I do, Bully. Tell me after. I will. Actually. You do know. Uh, yeah. Okay, now that I think about it. Um, this is another one every Christmas my mum buys all the lads in our house a glittery tong slash mankini and jokes you all have to wear what you're given <laughs> we started we started doing Chris Kindle and my brother-in-law got mum that's gonna be me as a mum truly yeah we open our presents together and he said to mum whatever you get you have to wear she opens up a box and pulls out some edible underwear and red glittery nipple tassels I swear to god I nearly died laughing my sister was mortal she didn't know he'd done it mum was in hysterics laughing that's how you get into the family like you have to yeah. you have to one up them or at the very least play along like yeah do you know those I just thought it just reminded me Santi got my brothers one year do you know those t-shirts from the Inbetweeners movie that say Pussy Patrol yeah they were literally like two teen like young teenagers and they like anyway it was not appropriate and I don't think Santi knew what they were doing 
Santi wasn't on the ball. Santi was not on the ball. They just, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. Um, Hiya, Colleeny. Big fan of the podcast and wanted to share two Christmas disaster stories. Hopefully they'll give you a giggle. Um, Feel free to use my name. No, thank you. Um, (laughs) One Christmas Eve when I was about 16 or 17, while I was helping my mum prep for Christmas dinner, my dad and my two older siblings decided to go to the pub for just one before Christmas Eve mass. My mom was happy enough for them to go because most of the work had been done, but they, but she said they had to be there in time for mass. I was still underage, so I had to stay home. 9pm rolls around. Myself and mom go to mass, but still no sign of dad or my siblings. My mom was not pleased. We get home, stick on a movie for an hour or two, with still no sign of the others. And my mom is visibly raging at this stage. The next morning, I go downstairs to open some presents and everyone is extremely quiet and solemn looking as if someone has died. Mom comes in and wishes me a very cheery, happy Christmas, gives me my presents and then leaves the room without acknowledging anyone else. (laughs) I thought she was just annoyed because they had gone to the pub and missed mass, but it was so much worse. As they stumbled in the door at 2am on Christmas morning, my dad, brother and sister had decided they wanted to make ham sandwiches, not using the packets of Denny ham we had in the fridge. Instead, they decided to use the Christmas ham my mom had spent about five hours making the day before, oh. which was supposed to feed 15 people for Christmas dinner Jesus. that day. Big sandwiches. <laughs> no, I'd say just as dinner, like. Oh yeah, no, I, but okay. I, meant, I meant like they're going in looking for a triple yeah. decker sandwiches. Like <laughs> My mom genuinely didn't talk to anybody else in the family that day. We laugh about it now, but we also refer to it as the year Christmas was cancelled for everyone except me. We are, <laughs> we are also no longer allowed to go to the pub on Christmas Eve. Um, another Christmas, my mom had a wooden table in our front hall, which she decided to decorate as a snow scene with cotton wool, styrofoam, polar bears and a village scene and some candles. Hope you can tell where this is going. After dinner, after dinner, mom was lighting the candles on the snow scene when my brother picked up one of the polar bears, held it over a candle a good 30 centimetres above and said, wouldn't you laugh if this went on fire? (laughs) (laughs) That is so (laughs) mean. And what do you know, the polar bear did catch fire and instead of dropping it on the ground or bringing it outside, my brother panicked, dropped the flaming polar bear on the table covered in cotton wool. Uh, which then caused an even bigger fire. My mom started screaming, and again, instead of using common, common sense and helping, my brother ran outside. <laughs> my other family members came out to see what happened and started trying to put the fire out, except for one aunt whose designer coat and handbag were under the table, so she grabbed them and also went outside. <laughs> At the time, I definitely judged her, but now that I'm older and know how expensive those things are, I've cut her a bit of slack. Eventually, my uh, eldest brother put the fire out and no damage was done to the table or the rest of the house. However, my brother's reputation was definitely damaged and he earned the nickname Sparky for a good year after. Mam still does the snow scene, but has the hindsight to use battery tea lights instead. Hope you enjoyed these. Have a nolokona and thanks for helping to make 2020 a bit more bearable. Grow more. Did your brother predict global warming? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine this polar bear went on fire. Seems like it. Um, here's one the night before Christmas Eve 11 years ago I met this fine specimen of a ginger haired man been there we ended up having a party at my house with a gang of people and he stayed on for some jingle belling next morning <laughs> <laughs> next morning his phone rang and he ignored it is this it. you? no okay Next morning, uh, his phone rang and he ignored it. This went on for two hours. So after nine calls, he didn't answer. I grabbed the phone and said, can you ring later? Thanks. He's dying a death. It was his mom. <laughs> his whole family was waiting for him at the airport. Turns out he was going to France for Christmas. Oh my he missed God. the flight and couldn't get another. So to spend Christmas with me and my family, total strangers, 
We ended up best friends to this day. Uh, the jingle belling didn't last, lol in brackets. His mother still rings me on Christmas Eve to this day asking, is he going to make it to Christmas dinner as I ruined Christmas 11 years ago? Crying laughing face. That's so cute. That's a nice thought. Isn't it? Oh, it's a pity you didn't stay together. That's a good movie. That would have been a good uh, me cute. Yeah. To be honest. Okay, this one I read earlier and I can't make any sense of it. So maybe you will. It's very short. You read it earlier on this podcast? Why are you reading no, it No, no. No, today. Oh. Anonymous, please. XX. One of my uncles is a priest and my other uncle didn't get him to do his wedding or Christmas child or something. And dad had to lock them in a room together at another brother's wedding because they hadn't spoken in about five years. And my granddad wouldn't talk to him either because the priest is his favourite child. Ha <laughs> <laughs> That's it. What? So, I have no idea. <laughs> Thank you so much for sending that in. <laughs> it's a riddle wrapped in an enigma. It's what? A, I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash. And priesthood. <laughs> I, I'm none the wiser. Maybe some more context is needed there. Or... That's not Christmas related. That was just like a family disaster story, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, thanks I'm for that. Priest. Thanks for that. Um, one year, my mom and stepdad got so drunk on Christmas Eve that as they were wrapping our Santa presents, they fucking passed out. We woke up, ran into their room. Nothing, shrug emoji. So went into the sitting room and there was my scooter from Santa and them still drunk, trying to wake up and come up with an excuse. They tried to lie their way out of it, but that's when the Santa bubble got burst. I think my brother and sister already knew, so at least they weren't traumatised. God, that's grim. We will need to have to put a warning. We need to have to put a warning on this. Oh yeah, we'll put one at the start. Do um, not play this around. Yeah. Um, do you have another one there? Yeah. Great. Hey, guys, I absolutely love the podcast. I look forward to listening to it every week here in New York. Oh, that's great. That Thank so you. That's glamorous. Um, I do have a few family, family gathering disaster stories, but I thought I would tell you my own Christmas disaster story instead. It was Christmas morning, maybe eight years ago. And as you do, we all headed off to mass in our Christmas best. The church was absolutely wedged that year and the heating was turned up to the highest temperature. I'm going to burp. No, it's fine. Um, I wasn't feeling great, a bit lightheaded, and the time came to get up for communion. My brother, uh, my younger brother was in front of me in the queue waiting to receive his communion. The heat got too much for me and I fainted. Not backwards like a normal person, but forwards onto my brother, causing a chain reaction <laughs> of knocking him over and he in turn knocking over the chalice containing the body of Christ. Oh, no. <laughs> and on his birthday and all. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't remember much after. I have probably blocked it out due to pure mortification, but a random man had to come and scoop me up off the altar because my dad had already sat back down. <laughs> my brother had to have the Eucharistic minister to pick up the body of Christ off the altar and all while apologizing nonstop for my actions. We all got in the car to go home. My two older sisters and my brother got the biggest laugh uh, out of it. The following year, there was a bad frost and the roads were so slippy. We only drove maybe 300 meters out from the house before we had to turn around and go home. No no mass that year, thank God. Hope you enjoy. Happy Christmas. Aww. I've seen so many people fainting in mass and getting set on fire in mass. The mass is too warm. I'm going to come to say it. It's too warm. No. I think in some churches not, it's too warm. Not all masses. Not all. Yeah, in cold cathedral it'll be very cold now, but that's the nature <laughs> of it being a cathedral. But like other places I think mass is too warm. I think they overcompensate sometimes. When the was the last time you went to a mass? Why is that any of your business? <laughs> so do you know what temperature My sister got married in November and it was cold because it was November and I was wearing <laughs> a bolero, so... You're contradicting yourself. Well, that time was cold, but I mean, just generally. Like Christmas mass, I feel like they ramp up the heat to sweat the sins out of you, to be, on, to be quite honest. I think it's just the volume of people probably they're not used but to. Also that, but like, listen, we'll agree to disagree. Um, 
A few years ago, myself, my older brother and sister got banned from Christmas Mass by our mother. Place was packed on Christmas Eve, so we're standing at the back, but Mam had a seat up the front. There's a little shallow pool of water at the back of the church that we're standing beside. Yeah, do you know you dip your hand in it? The, yeah, but is that the holy water like? Yeah. I don't think this is what they mean, but anyway... Maybe it is. Shalik. About, yeah, this is what I'm saying. About halfway through the mass, this toddler full-on face plants into the water. His mother quickly comes and picks him up, all grand, but the three of us witness the whole thing and are quite tipsy, so we start howling. Can't control the laughter, almost falling over, and are so loud that people start turning around to check, and the priest pauses to ask if things are okay back there. Oh. Caught my mother's eye as she turned to see, and I swear my life flashed before my eyes. From a small village, some man was mortified that we had caused such a scene in front of everyone, and we were forever banned from Christmas mass. Yeah, you can't be at that, lads. There's worse things you'd be banned from, though, in fairness, isn't there? I'd only be delighted. Yeah, I'd be like, yo. That's a badge. Like, is that just a thing where the pre where they go back to get changed? Like, where they just have, like, a, a board of people's faces where they're like, do you know when shops people are banned? I think it, it's probably just by the mom they're banned from Christmas Mass, not the priest. I don't think the priest is the parents I know, are banned yeah, from yeah. Christmas Mass. Yeah, but imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they need all the people they can get at this point, really, can't they? Yeah. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> Um, hey girls, please keep it on. Can't tell you how much I love the pod. It gets me through my week. Not sure if this story is related to family gatherings or Christmas episode, but I'll see if it's any good. So basically, my mother was uh, away a few days before Christmas, so she had the house stocked up, obviously, for Christmas Eve when she was going to come back, so she'd be ready to cook the dinner and all that. So as you do, went out on the 23rd and had a mad one and accidentally brought some friends and some randoms back to the house for a party. Accidentally. Accidentally, of course. Um, I was so drunk, I didn't really take any notice of what was going on and went to bed early, passed out and no one and knew no better until I got up and had to clean the next day. Thought I did a good job until my mother came home. When she arrived, she went to make a cup of coffee, only to realise that some random had decided to fill up the tea, coffee and sugar jars with milk and water. <gasps> Don't even ask me why someone would do that, but they just did. Uh, then she went to put clothes in the dryer and to her dismay, and also mine, the tumble dryer was full of orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, what a nightmare. Don't ask me who I brought home, but this is what they did. My mother was absolutely raging and then she coughed that the can of Guinness she had in the fridge for the stuffing was also gone. I can honestly say it was the worst Christmas Eve of my life, listening to her screaming and dealing with the worst hangover of my life. Sorry for the long story and happy Christmas. Sorry, I was imagining like a like a drum full of orange juice just swishing around, but now I'm assuming they mean like the, it's just like there was a carton in oh, there. Oh no, I was picturing liquid. Okay. Okay, then we're at least we're on the same page because that's much funnier. Yeah. <laughs> the carton is still funny, but like this. <laughs> um, Why? Please send me your recipe for the Guinness stuffing because I want to try that. That sounds really nice. Not so much a oh god, let's try that again. Not so much a disaster, but pretty solidly for the past few years, I've made it my full time job to have a sexual hat trick on Christmas week. In brackets, <laughs> fair play. Sure. In brackets, it's the festive cheer. It goes to my head. <laughs> this has led to some wild times. So one of the most haunting was the first year. I was out doing twelve pubs with the gals in our hometown, so like we know everyone. Ended up chatting to a boy in the smoking area, and we decided to go to the travel lodge. Gotta do what you gotta do. You, <laughs> you look so upset you are you are better than this I know you and you're better than this are they from Cork no but like ugh, I mean again you gotta do what you gotta do I respect the hustle anyway long story short we walk there and they're not even 
and they're not having a second of it, won't even let us in the door. So we decide to go across the road and get it on outside B&Q. <laughs> not ideal, but it did the job. I can't believe you trusted me enough to send me this. But anyway, anyway. I, do I know this person? No, I don't think so. Anyway, he was lovely. Uh, bought me chicken nuggets after. But then I got a text from one of my token boys, in brackets, we all have them. And he asked, could he come to mine for a cup of tea? As if he wanted a cup of tea at 4am, but whatever. So I get lovely B&Q boy to drop me to mine in a taxi. Token boy is standing outside my house. I say, peace out B&Q boy, baby, Aww. see you never. <laughs> Go into my family home with walls as thin as crepe paper and proceed to have sex again with another boy in brackets. And I do it again. But as this is going on, I started to have a moment of clarity. <laughs> I turn my head. To the right, and there's the holy crib that's been passed down in my family for years and years and years, staring right back at me in a place it's not usually in. Well, that was enough for me, really. I went dry as the Sahara. Oh, stop. I probably told him my family could hear and he had to leave. Still, sometimes I'm... <laughs> I can't say this. <laughs> You've said it a lot already. Still, sometimes when I'm having sex, I think of the baby Jesus and I staring <laughs> into my soul that night. The best part of the whole thing is fast forward around a year... And we're getting our bathroom redone at home. I come out of my room early in the morning, need to use the bathroom and get ready, looking like a stale potato. And who's the plumber working on the bathroom? B&Q boy. God uh. bless me. I think we need to get them both on the podcast. <laughs> we need to get all these on the podcast. I need to dissect that woman's brain. Oh, um, <laughs> I have another funny one after. I hope so. <laughs> that was funny. Um... Hi girls, so I was about six or seven when this happened. I had a great Christmas and Santa had been very good to me. He had brought a Barbie Jeep that had a horse box that you could attach and of course it had toy horses too. I got other bits too, uh, but that was my big present that I always remember. About three days after Christmas, I was going to my nan and granddad's house for the day as my parents were at work. So my dad had a great idea of throwing all my toys into a black bag that I wanted to bring. I'm going to burp again. <laughs> This is the 90s. <laughs> this is the 90s, so no fancy bags for things. And off we went. Got to my nan's house and was playing away all day. Dad had left the bag in this little outhouse, as we called it, that led to the garage of their house. Now, it gets a bit foggy here in terms of when I put all the toys back, but I must have been sitting watching TV with my uncles or something. And in the meantime, my granddad came across the black bag. <gasps> He didn't check what was in it, but because it was a black bag, he presumed it was rubbish. And t- Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Lost it with all the other bits ready for the bin men. 
Lo and behold, along came the bin man and there go my toys. When my parents rocked up to collect me, dad went looking for the bag. And when he asked my granda about it, it dawned on him that they had been tossed into the back of a bin lorry. This is so sad. Oh. <laughs> a few replacement toys were purchased in the days that followed. And luckily, I must have avoided the trauma that could have ensued. As to this day, we look back and laugh about it. Safe to say we never use black bags for transporting things ever again. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work and have a lovely Christmas. Oh, good so God. Cute. Good God. Yeah, Trams. Mini disaster, but the Christmas that George Michael died, my dad kept saying that he was... <laughs> <laughs> that he... That was like two years ago. I know. The, oh, sorry, this isn't about me as well. I started another story. The Christmas that George Michael died, my dad kept saying that he was no loss because he was... Sorry, I don't really told me to laugh. I'm just a bit nervous. <laughs> because he was a disgusting, because he was a disgusting paedophile, oh, and he couldn't understand why we thought it was sad, etc., etc. There was absolute war in the gaff because we'd never heard my dad be homophobic in our lives, so we were like, "What the hell?" And it took us until after dinner to realise he'd confused George Michael and Gary Glitter. Oh, <laughs> like a Christmas potentially ruined what you've just thought of the wrong person. Like, yeah. it's, poor George Michael, let that man rest. Do you know who we should have on the pod? Is that old lady that mixed up centipedes and paedophiles? Have you seen that video? <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. Uh, this, the, the subject of this one is Christmas disaster story of the highest order. Okay, well, girlies, what's the crack? I've been thoroughly enjoying the podcast and just waiting for my moment to weigh in. Set the scene, it's December 2010, the year of the big snow, and I'm from Mayo, so that actually means true inconvenience, can't go anywhere, can barely walk outside the door. My dad had died suddenly at the end of November, so we weren't in the best place in general and not feeling very Christmassy at all. And then a couple of weeks before Christmas, the pipes and tank froze, which resulted in no running water and having having to go to the neighbours for buckets of water to fill the toilet, etc. Grim. So fast forward to December 19th, exactly a month after dad died, our dog Sam, who we'd had for 10 years, drops dead. This is so sad. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. The, he was my dad's sheepdog, so his wee heart was obviously broken. We're devastated. Uh, but there's no, there's also a bigger logistical issue at hand. The ground is frozen, so we couldn't bury him. So we had to wrap him in a blanket and leave him in the shed. Fucking hell. (laughs) Until the ground thawed, which wasn't for a few weeks. Frozen solid he was. (laughs) Um, We also hadn't wanted a tree because it felt weird. But when we collected my brother from the airport on Christmas Eve, we decided that it'd be be weird without one. Have you ever looked for a tree on Christmas Eve? (laughs) customer ended up with a thing that was brown and had about three branches covered it in tinsel but it was like putting makeup on a pig brutal so that was our christmas no dad dead dog frozen in the shed and having to go back and forth to the neighbor for buckets of water to use the toilets or taps with a big rotten tree i have to say though given the circumstances we still got a whopper laugh out of it because it was so bad it was hilarious and we all look back at it and crack up now and i feel luckier than a lot of people because we had each other I hope this wasn't too long or too serious. Have a lovely Christmas. That's a disaster. Of That's so sad in so many ways and also a bit nice. Yeah. Hard to laugh at that though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to follow this up but anyway. Um, my B-Day is Xmas Day in brackets poor mom. Well I mean... That's your your it's mom. Fault. Your mom made the decision to, <laughs> to do, do what she did. So anyway, uh, and when I was younger, we'd open the Christmas presents Christmas Eve and my birthday ones Christmas Day. 
Anyhow, I was always very good at the presents, but my brothers not so much. One Christmas, they got me potpourri and some spray for the loo, thinking it was for girls. (laughs) (laughs) I may have been a bit dramatic. I went to bed crying. Not dramatic at all. They arrive in at midnight saying happy birthday with my B-Day present. I excitingly opened it thinking it was a disc man. Uh, I was delighted till I pressed open and up popped an address book. It was a fecking radio address book. They thought it was a disc man. Needless to say, I turned over into bed and continued to cry. I was probably only 12, so I'm allowed myself the tears. They've since made up for that Christmas disaster. Like... I always felt bad for people who had their birthdays on Christmas Day, though. Because you don't... It's not the same. Like, I doubt it's the same. No, definitely not. Or people who just give you one big present. But when you're getting shite like that as well, I mean... Yeah. Um, what's this one? Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, girlies. So about 20 years ago, now at this stage, maybe longer, my uncle ruined Christmas to a certain extent. Basically, nanny and granddad making the dinner all day as it usually goes on Christmas Day. And my uncle would have been 16 or 17 at this point. And all he had to do was make the gravy. And he put washing up liquid in the gravy boat with the gravy. Let everyone pour it all over their dinner. And it was a little bit bubbly. <laughs> A little, a little bit, bit of the bubbling. bubbling. <laughs> and everyone started to eat it. Uh, and as everyone started to eat it, they realised it was basically just washing up liquid with a touch of gravy. Mm. <laughs> and he sat there Pulling with a smile. apple teeth. <laughs> he sat there with a smile on his face, happy out with himself. Safe to say it comes up every single Christmas without fail. And he's been barred from gravy duty. Loving the pod and see yous in November for the Woo! last show. God, yeah, that's gravy's not that hard to do. Like when Hilda was younger, uh, my granny and granddad would all, would only ever drink like instant coffee, um, like all day long. And they asked Hilda to make it for them once. And Hilda, like no one in my house makes tea for like Queef is the only one who make tea for other people now. But everyone just kind of does their own thing. So we never kind of were taught how to make coffee. So Hilda tried to make it for them one day and made them a cup of gravy. Oh <laughs> God. Or else it was either around she tried to make gravy and she made... No, it was coffee with gravy granules, definitely. I, did I say this on the podcast before, but my nana like made this like lit chocolate sponge cake and the grandkids would get it for like birthdays or like special occasions or whatever. It was absolutely lit. Like this chocolate icing in the middle. So good. But like wasn't really chocolatey. Anyway, like one one time she made it and like she was advancing in her years and I would say... And mum brought it home and mum... We, t- we tried it and mum was like this tastes Aww. a bit strange uh, Bisto powder instead of chocolate Aww. powder did it taste nice though no gravy cake no gravy cake <laughs> gravy you cake. just don't know no <laughs> um, do you have any disaster Christmas disaster stories of your own no not really I've been very lucky touch wood yeah. forgotten a present they had left a present in Dublin I think they had time but like not the end of the world no um, during the big freeze of 2010 we were hosting Christmas dinner but ran out of room in the fridge. So my man thought it would be a great idea to leave the turkey in the boot of the car as it would be kept cold enough. Christmas morning, they bring what the turkey <laughs> Christmas morning, they bring the turkey in to find a frozen salad with no time to defrost and cook it. Still don't know how they didn't foresee this happening. Monkey over the eyes face. Monkey over the eyes. Eyes monkey, yeah. <laughs> monkey covering his eyes face. Uh, I need to look at the question box now because they were the DMs, but um might okay. have a few more there. Do we have more emails? Yeah. Oh, great. Okay, you do that while I get this up. This one, honestly, I read this last night and I, I thought it was so, so funny. So I hope you enjoy. <laughs> okay. Um, a couple of months before Christmas, my sister made a passing comment to me about, you know the way you love unicorns? <laughs> to which I was confused because I am indifferent to unicorns and I didn't know where she got that from. <laughs> but it wasn't the key 
part of her story. So I just said, yeah, and let her continue with her story. My first mistake. <laughs> Christmas rolled around and I opened my presents for my parents. My mum and sister watched on with pure excitement. I opened a hamper of unicorn themed items. Unicorn fairy lights, unicorn socks, a giant unicorn lollipop, a unicorn mug, a unicorn car air freshener and a unicorn shower cap. Honestly, anything you can think of with a unicorn on it, I got it. My mum had helped my sister with stocking fillers and really, really thought I loved unicorns. Keep in mind, I was not a child. I was 24. (laughs) I was beyond confused, but they looked so happy. So I played up to the excitement as much as possible. Didn't have the heart to tell them at the time. I since I have told them since and we laugh about it every year. Most items were never used. The socks, the lollipop, the air freshener. However, I still have the shower cap and use it all the time. Ha ha ha. Like, it's one... Do you know... Unicorns, good. unicorns were one of those things like unicorns, slots, unicorns were such a mustaches. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I had Where a mustache it was like and a top hat. I had a bowler hat, mustache, necklace. It was such a weird look. So strange. But I think even if you kind of alluded to maybe liking them, I'd say some be like sometimes you can be just branded with that stuff. Then yeah, not good. Um, no, your turn. My parents had friends over for food in the morning and my sister kept bugging my mom for attention. My mom kept asking her to wait and that she was talking to her friend. My sister kept tapping her. My mom got mad and shouted at her saying that she was talking to her friend and she'd come to her after. My sister waited about a min, then went back up to my mom to tell her that she had caught fire. <laughs> she was sitting next to a candle and her whole arm was Oh blade. my God. How did Nita's the mom or the friend cop that? I think she, I think she was fine because they did not follow. They just they said, and her whole arm was ablaze. Fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. <laughs> but it's just the image of her being there, like just tapping around the shoulder, her and arm. the arm being. I don't know. That made me laugh. Didn't do another one. Um, do I want to? Someone wrote in and said, "No joke, my BF's mom got him a car clamp for Christmas one year. Practical," she said. No. What's a car clamp? So we putting your steering wheel. Shane. <laughs> is it yeah is it to clamp your car with a crack <laughs> like a tyre like oh is it, is it to go around clamping other cars that's yeah. illegal you're not going to clamp your own car you might I don't know that is weird you might that's like that's a woman who got cut off her own clamp and gave it away yeah I don't know Um. hey got a couple but both are about my older sister who was a total cheapskate uh, went to her house Years ago, she invited all my family as it was her son's first Christmas and he was the first grandchild slash nephew. Anyway, uh, she is so cheap, she didn't turn the heating on all day and she lived in an old house so you could feel the cold. Am I going to burp? No. (laughs) Um, This is my second Lucasite sport in a row. (laughs) This was years ago and I still laugh when I see pictures of us from that day because we were all wearing our coats and hats inside the house because we were frozen. Another year, she invited us all up uh, the day after Christmas, in brackets, Stephen's Day, because <laughs> we wouldn't see her and her kids on Christmas Day and offered to cook us a big dinner, uh, cook a big dinner for us all. Now, I will say it's probably one of the nicest roast beef dinners I've ever had, but she literally texted us all a week before and asked us to uh, contribute money towards the dinner that she offered to cook for us. I would be mortified to even dare ask, and it's not that she would be stuck for money either. Can't wait to hear the stories you get. Big fan of the podcast. Cut her off. Cut her off. Cut her out of your life. Yep. You don't need that. You need sisters. Not in 2021. No, not me. Uh, my dad dressed up as Santa and was playing <laughs> Christmas tunes in the local shop. <laughs> oh 
more I think about this the more I love in the local shopping centre but he didn't know he needed a permit to raise money and ended up getting, <laughs> and ended up getting ex- escorted out by the guards and his guitar <laughs> and amp in a trolley and me and my uncle were in town that day so we got to see it <laughs> I love the idea of the person and their uncle just walking past being like, we hey, got to see dad? it. Like, <laughs> what a moment. <laughs> like Orion or something. Like, oh my God. Sorry, someone else also wrote in saying that they had another mam who left their turkey outside because they'd no room in the fridge. Why? I would have thought the opposite that it wouldn't be cold enough outside. Yeah, I don't know. Um, This is a Chris Kindle themed email. Great. Uh, hi, gals. Big fan of the pod. I was listening to your Patreon and heard you say about bad Christmas presents. A few years ago, my family started a Chris Kringle, she calls it. Or he calls it, I don't know. I think it is a variation. It's not a variation that I accept, but I mean. <laughs> Kringle. Kringle. What are you, a yank? Is this person a yank? <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> no, it's not. It's fine. Uh, Chris, um, a few years ago, my family started a Chris Kringle with our cousins aunts uncles uh, when we all got old enough and actually had money anyway most of the fam were pretty decent however there was one family that are, that are eternally chronic at it the limit was 50 euro minimum and every year they would turn up with uh, random presents that were 100% re-gifts or under the budget my sister got caught out two years in a row with them year one jovelty jovelty <laughs> giant, <laughs> giant novelty snow globe and a bauble and year two a solitary pen I received a gift with the price still on and my present was 25 euro. Now bear in mind, I was 16 and working in a cafe earning 100 euro max a weekend and I still managed to spend the 50 euro. But that's too much money for my aunt and it's not a question of money if you get me. This person is so angry. (laughs) (laughs) I hope, I hope this is absolving you of something. Uh, Another family member was gifted an Alex and Annie bracelet, lol, how 2014, which when she opened, she realized she already had and no gift receipt. Uh, in brackets had been outlined to give by the way my mom texted my aunt to ask if they had a receipt and she legit had the audacity to say it was a re-gift just lie in my opinion just lie I am all is that I am my opinion I am all yeah Yeah. Uh, long story short my sister now controls the secret Santa and rigs it so she doesn't get that family lol the rest of us are still subject to disappointment this year's uh, this year's donations in lieu in, uh, in lieu of presents though thank god Anyway, top secret Santa rules. Number one, maximum spend is minimum spend. <laughs> Number two, gift receipts in all capital letters. Number three, maybe be less materialistic at me. Anyway, love the pod and Patreon gals. XX. But why don't you just keep doing it that like, oh, we'll just why do donations you stop doing every it? year. You don't seem like you like it. Yeah. But why, well, just, <laughs> yeah, just with that part donations. of the family, just be like, oh, we're, just, we're still doing donations and then just do it amongst yourself. Without them, yeah. Fuck those people. Also, yeah, yeah. This is only short, but it did make me laugh. This was just... So I added up on my story about like bad presents or um, disaster stories. So someone replied relating to presents. I don't know who got them this, but they said, got me stuff for the bath. We are a tall family. (laughs) Got me stuff for the bath. We are a tall family and everyone knows we can't fit in a bath. What do you mean you can't fit in a bath? I don't know. They can't fit in a bath. <laughs> Imagine being not sensitive Imagine to that. being too tall to fit in a bath. <laughs> you need a bigger bath. <laughs> and a new person in your life. Everyone knows we can't fit in the bath. Do you have another one? Um, Is there a part two oh, Do you have another one? No, that was it. It was just... Uh, yeah, two more emails. Okay, Grant. You do that and I'll line up my next one. Hey guys, love the podcast. Can't wait to hear the Christmas disasters this week. My disaster is from a good few years ago, but I still laugh at it now when I talk about bad Christmas presents. 
as an almost teenager, I was obsessed with the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> right, okay. That's the joke. <laughs> That's the story at the end. <laughs> Lol. Who was um, your favourite? Apple the app. <laughs> or at least uh, I thought I was because they seemed cool at the time. I asked my dad to get me their Elephant album. Specifically told him I already had the Monkey Business one. I clearly needed more classic Fergie in my life. Anyway, Christmas Day rolls around. I'm buzzing for this new album. Unwrap my present. And wasn't it only the Monkey Business album with a sales sticker still on and an illegally downloaded version of the one I actually wanted on a blank CD for me? (laughs) What makes things worse is that the same year he bought my older brother an electric guitar. (laughs) Oh my God. Nothing like a bit of favoritism and illegal downloading to ruin a 10 year old's Christmas. Truly, that is... (laughs) It, no, it's the electric guitar for me. I don't know about you. Okay, so this one isn't like necessarily funny, but it is just like the scandal. Again, it's like a we need a bit of scandal. Yeah, absolutely. So okay, Aunt introducing her new BF at Stephen's day dinner after separating from husband of eighteen years, telling us about Paris trip they took together. We all knew she went to Paris, but was but we were told she had gone with the husband. She incriminates herself, letting the whole family know she'd been cheating on husband. Oh there gosh. was war, red wine thrown, glasses broken. Mom and aunt didn't speak for months. A mayor. Oh I wish gosh. I'd been there. I wish I'd been there to see that. And yeah, Jesus. And that's her side of the family. Like, why would you rat on yourself? I don't know. Yeah. You were home dry, pretty much. Like, just <laughs> say nothing. Do you have, do, will I do? You go with your other yeah. one, I'll finish on the email. My mom was hyping up this present for ages. Massive present wrapped under the tree. So intrigued. Christmas morning, opened it, and it was like a mini casino table, despite me never showing any interest in cards or any gambling games. Also, I was 12. <laughs> Not disastrous, but just with all the weeks of her building it up, but also just gassed that anyone would buy a 12-year-old a mini casino. Like, very strange. Yeah. I feel like everyone got one of those little card sets or like poker sets. Not appropriate. Like, I think Ian got magic cards one year. Maybe he asked for them. What are, ma- what are magic cards? They were like, they had I like patterns them. or something on them. I don't fully, um, I'm not fully sure. I'm sure he'll correct me on this when he listens, but. Okay, let's finish on this one, which I feel like we can all relate to. Um, and it's a story about Baked Alaska Vanilla, so you love it. Oh, Yes. Uh, she started with this. Every Christmas day, my mom makes a baked Alaska. Her party trick is to pour alcohol on it and set it on fire. A lot of fire. Isn't it? <laughs> a lot of fire. Set it on fire at the Christmas table. It burns for about 30 seconds and then the meringue goes all crispy. One year when I, I was about well. 13, my mom poured alcohol on the meringue, but it wouldn't set on fire. She tried uh, three or four more bottles. Nothing. As I stood there with my family discussing how strange it was, it suddenly I suddenly realised it was my fault. My friend and I had stolen pretty much all the alcohol in the house. Some bottles were basically water, while other bottles had been filled with food colouring and other liquids to recreate oh. the colour of brandy and whiskey. Food e- colouring, you freak! <laughs> I know, that's too. Just go and buy it. Just get someone to buy it for you. Re- like, I don't know. Uh, we went and... We even had went to the extent on some bottles to line the cap with eyelash glue so when the bottle would be opened it would make the click noise. You're... Who... Sociopath. Nobody realised it was my fault but I ruined the Christmas tradition and we never had a baked Alaska again. Oh my god. That's a good trick though. Eyelash glue, I wish I'd done that. Is it? My mum was rooting out of one of the book cabinets there like probably last year at this stage. And found like loads of like bottles of Smirnoff and stuff that they'd been gifted that they 
or put away or whatever. Like she put it there and forgot it was there. And she took it out and she was like, oh, there you go. You can have that. And I was like, ma'am, there's not one bit of vodka left in that. Like you were probably about six years too late. Oh, and she was like, ah, no. I was like, trust me on this. It might've been me, but it was someone has yeah. already gotten bit us to it. Um, oh God. Yeah, I ruined Christmas last year by, I stayed in Cueva's room on a mattress and I couldn't really sleep. So I got up at half four to go see what Sandy had brought and fell asleep like at like two o'clock on the f- sitting room floor so no one could do anything or like talk or anything because I was asleep for probably like four or five hours. You're another breeze. My dad is still mad about it. Fair, like to be honest. Yeah, completely fair. well worn this year. Um, Thank you so much for sending those in. Yeah, I really didn't think we were going to get any. So I'm so delighted we got crackers. You always None come through crackers. with the goods. You come through with the goods and we do appreciate it. Do we have any mini bandwagons, Breach? I didn't know. Because we're doing this in the past, I didn't know what to do for mini bandwagons. Shane's laughing at me. Um, I have one. I have. I was just going to talk about what's on the telly on Christmas Day. <laughs> okay. Because people love that. Yeah. Do you want to do something else? Well, no, I was just going to say that Bridgerton show is going to be out on... Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Did you have that? No. Um, it's on Netflix. Nicola it's from Coughlin. Shonda Rhimes, Nicola Coughlin. Julie looks... Andrews is doing The Voice. Yeah. Jonathan Bailey, Claudia Jesse is in a, a few other people. Um, it's supposed to be like a very scandalous it period kind of like drama. a Gossip Girl, like Downton Abbey meets Gossip Girl. Yeah. And I think there's a bit of riding in it. So if you're planning on watching it with your parents, <laughs> maybe you don't. Because someone, uh, Emer Kleiss had actually asked Nicola Collin that on. Nicola Collin, Nicola Coughlin, it's all on. Um, it's really not. Asked her that on. It's Colin if you're Cork. Um, do you ask her that on Twitter? And Nicola was like, it's it's pretty randy. Like, don't watch it with your parents. So okay. you've all been warned. Um, if you don't watch that, here are some other things that are on on Christmas Day. The Young Offenders Christmas Special is on RT1 at uh, 1035 I didn't realise. Did they obviously this? Who? The, the Young Offenders. I don't know. Um, it features a guest appearance from Robert Sheen. So. Uh, that is not new, I don't think. Is this last year's? <laughs> Could you imagine this was last year's? <laughs> <laughs> what if We've it is? gone back in time. I, what are you looking at? With the one you told me to look at. Hang on. It's one year ago. Oh my God. You're a fucking... <laughs> I was like, that's old. Ah. Uh... That's why I was like, they've definitely done this before. I remember Robert Sheen being a, that dishy, Hang on, dishy man. Cherry Stone has it, I think, maybe on her Instagram. I can get that if you want. Just tell me what's the big, big movie on Christmas night. Ex- Christmas want. movies. Okay, yeah, she has it in Instagram. I like. Thank you, uh, Karina, for <laughs> sorting us out again. Okay, so. <laughs> Friday, December 25th, we have... Let me read... No, none of them. You wouldn't be arsed with any of them. Well, actually, Clueless is on at one o'clock on Comedy Central. Not a Christmas movie, but a good movie to watch. Um, Chicken Run is on at 10 to 4 on Chicken ITV2. Run is always on on Christmas. A great movie. Um, Coco is on at 10 past 3 on BBC One. Oh, Coco is very, very good, sad. But yeah, you don't watch it if you're in Bear that in mind. Stuart Little 2 is on at quarter <laughs> to 6 on E4. Um... What else? I'm going to have to watch Stuart Little One this week to like build up for that. Black Panther is on at 10 on RT2. Oh, that's a big, big movie. Yeah. Well, for Christmas, like. Yeah. Is it? Well, like at 10 o'clock. Yeah. 
Um, La La Land is on at 10 past 10 on BBC Two. It's grand. No, it's Star shite, is Born is on at RT1 on 20 past 10. I'm go- probably going to be recording Black Panther and watching A Star is Born because I've never seen it. Oh, um, that is sad as well though. Don't watch that if you're in your period either. Um, well, people aren't going to be staying up any later than that, will they? Spider-Man Homecoming is on at 10 past 12 on BBC Two if you are. There are a lot of good options. A lot of good options. Um, lot, will we give us some Stevens Day options as well? Sure. While we're here. Let me... Let me click through here. Um, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again is yes. on at 10 past two on ITV2 on Stevens Day. Uh, Grease is on at five on BBC One. I'm going to watch all of these, I think. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's loads. <laughs> I'm trying to think of... There's nothing else really good. The... Uh, Dublin Old School sorry is good and that's on at quarter to ten oh, on yeah. Stephen's Day on RT2 and then finally if you haven't listened to our Patreon episode of the holiday you're in luck because you can watch it at quarter to eleven on UTV and then you can subscribe to the Patreon and then you can go listen to us talk about yeah. it and then that's all it's up to you after that to be honest thank yeah. you it's Cherry Stone on Instagram you should follow her content it's very good it's very useful in times like this when we need it yeah when I'm she as I said she has all of the movies on her Highlights for like from the 19th up. So if you are looking for a movie. That's so handy. Yeah. She's a good gal. She's a very good. She's a very good Santi. She's a very good Instagrammer. <laughs> um, Goodbye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a lovely Christmas. We're not going to beg you to subscribe to our Patreon this week because it's Christmas, but it's I there might. if you want it. Um, yeah. Our show is nearly sold out. Our hats are also nearly sold out. But again, it's Christmas. So don't put yourself under any pressure. Yeah. But if you do want one, it is there it, if you want them. It's advised you get it this side of Christmas. But like, yeah, we've more up our sleeve. Don't worry. Um, this podcast is brought to you by Collaborative Studios. We, if you liked it, tell a friend and leave a nice review. Only a nice review. I don't want to hear anything. It's the festive season. Don't be mean. Yeah, it's our Christmas too, guys. Uh, <laughs> so true. Um, and we will see you next week. Next week. Bye. Bye. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.